Healthy Workplaces, a podcast brought to you by Total Wellness. Good day, and welcome to our podcast called Inspiring Healthy Workplaces. Today, our special guest is Jen Fisher, Chief Wellbeing Officer at Deloitte. Welcome to our podcast, Jen, and take it away. My name is Jen Fisher. I am the Chief Wellbeing Officer at Deloitte. Um, I have been with the organization for 19 years, and I've been in my role as Chief Wellbeing Officer going on five years now. Um, at Deloitte, we talk about well-being as empowered well-being, and it's really a holistic approach that gives our people the support and flexibility to make the daily choices that enable them to be energized, confident, and aware. Um, we have a very high-performance culture, um, and we believe that well-being is not mutually exclusive to delivering value to clients. In fact, we believe that it's vital in any high-performance culture to also focus on well-being. We understand and we believe that um, well-being is different for every single person. So if you you know ask 30 people what well-being means to them, um, they will give you probably 33 different answers. And so it's really important to us to have a, uh, a flexible framework for well-being um, with various tools, resources, and benefits that really um, support people along their life and their career journey with us at Deloitte and so that they can take advantage of the programs, the tools, and the resources that they need depending on, on what their needs are and knowing that those, those needs um, quite often do change as, as life changes for all of us. Um, it, for, for us, well-being is a key component of our culture of inclusion. Um, it is an area that um, is, is key to the engagement of our people, and it really supports our people to bring them, their authentic selves to work um, you know, and, and be their best selves every single day. From what I know, Deloitte has a mobile workforce. Um, people are not necessarily tied down to the desk. They're not even supposed to be in the office most days of the week, but they're supposed to be at the client site. So how has uh, Deloitte in the long term made that work for the wellness? Yeah, so, so you are correct. Um, we do have uh, many different types of, of uh, work styles is what I'll call them or ways that people work. Um, and, you know, we do have we do have a significant population that does still go into an office every day. We have a lot of people that are road warriors um, and spend a lot of time uh, on the road and at client sites. Um, and then we also have a, a pretty significant population that that works remotely. And so it was really important to us and continues to be really important, especially as we talk about uh, the future of work um, and, and what that's going to look like for everyone to make sure that we created a well-being strategy and a well-being program that um, is is relevant and has components um, that the people, regardless of, of where they're working or how they're working, they can take advantage of them. Um, and so we, um, there's there's many different ways in which we do that. Um, we have a we have a significant focus on uh, well-being education and learning and development, uh, which people can take advantage of either virtually or live, um, even if they um, don't regularly go into an office. 
location. Um, they can, you know, they can select an office either that's local to them or perhaps local to wherever they happen to be traveling um, that week, and they can participate in many of our learning and development programs, as well as it's a huge focus at Deloitte University, which um, is in uh, in Westlake, Texas, which is, uh, I, I won't do it justice by calling it uh, Deloitte's um, learning and development or training facility, but it's just a phenomenal facility where um, many of our professionals have the opportunity to go to further their leadership development skills. And um, really that for us is kind of the, the home base or the hub of, of well-being um, and, and kind of where the culture of well-being comes to life for us. But it really, I mean, we have so many different components, whether it be virtual, whether it be app-based, whether it be, you know, physical learning, um, whether it be, uh, you know, virtual well-being guides that uh, individuals can use, um, lunch and learns um, that people can use in their office, on their teams. We also have a... Um, well-being ambassadors network, um, which is people that have raised their hand that have a specific passion for well-being, and they are part of a, of a group that gets um, access to many of our tools and resources. They get some um, extra kind of learning and development and training, if you will, and then go out into um, they go out into the world, if you will, <laughs> on their teams and their offices. And this is, you know, goes for virtual teams as well as, as live teams. Um, and they have, you know, the, the opportunity to really um, bring well-being to life for them and their team. So whether that's through offering lunch and learns, through creating, you know, diff different types of, of well-being challenges, whether that be a physical challenge or a meditation challenge or other types of challenges, but really, um, you know, harnessing the passion and the creativity of our own people, um, because there are many of them and there are many of them that are passionate about well-being has been um, really, I mean, really big, big hit for us and, and really impactful uh, for us as well, because I think think, you know, we all, we all know and we all believe in, in the, the power of, of, of storytelling and seeing others um, do things. I think it's really impactful and really powerful when we can see how, learn, see and learn how our, our own colleagues are doing things to take care of their being. It brings it home and gives us kind of the, the opportunity and the permission to do the same for ourselves. Um, one of the other things that we have uh, created uh, internally is a, a a, a dashboard that we, it's a technology enabled dashboard that we call uh, vitals and it's the vitals of your well-being. And this dashboard pulls information from different systems that, uh, that exist on the Deloitte platform. And it looks at uh, things like um, how many hours you've been working, if any of those are, you know, after hours or on the weekend, um, you know, how many airplanes or hotel nights you've been away when the last time you took PTO was, and it gives uh, people the ability to indicate to their coach um, what their energy level is, how they're feeling. They can request a conversation with their coach through this, this platform as well. And really the, 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 the creation of this uh, Vitals platform is to give coaches and individuals real-time information around, you know, how they're doing and, you know, some of the indicators or some of the metrics that may or may not be impacting their, their well-being. But it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a real-time look. 
um, and it's meant for you know coaches to to look at this and say, hey, you know, you've been on the road quite a while. Um, how how's everything going? And you know, I, I might say, you know, everything's going fantastic. I love the project that I'm on. I love the client that I'm working on. I really love the travel, the cities that I'm going getting to go to. Um, I wouldn't change a thing, and that's great. Or the conversation can be, hey, you know, thank you so much for checking in. My workload's a little heavy. There's a lot going on for me at home, whatever the case may be, um, I could use your help in, in kind of trying to, to helping me lighten my load or, or prioritize my load at this point in time. Um, and so it's really, you know, gives meaningful data and, um, you know, really encourages coaches, individuals to use this data to have meaningful conversations about their well-being. Well, I guess I have a couple questions, Jen. So on the uh, vitals platform and in general, have you, are these... Um, developed in-house um, applications or um, you mentioned, uh, I think, uh, some lunch and learns. Uh, are those produced in-house by your ambassadors? And is this Vitals platform a, a purchase platform that you modified for Deloitte? It is not a per- So Vitals is not a purchase platform. It's something that we created, we, we conceived of and created it completely internally uh, for Deloitte, for the Deloitte population and to work specifically with um, the Deloitte platform. In terms of the lunch and learns, the e-learnings, um, all of the um, materials, resources are either developed in-house or co-developed um, with uh, vendors that we work with externally in the marketplace. We do have um, a few programs specific to mindfulness and meditation that some of our um, ambassadors have developed, um, and it's something that we always um, encourage them to do, especially if there is a topic um, that that you know we want to focus on or that we want to create new tools and resources. Um, we we do try to leverage our ambassadors uh, where it's appropriate, knowing that they they also have full time jobs, <laughs> and so um, we don't want to overburden them or impact their well being negatively um, by asking them to create tools and resources, but um, we do have some that are incredibly passionate um, and, and create some some incredible tools and resources for us, and otherwise we, we co-develop. Uh, we either develop or co-develop externally uh, with some vendors that we work with. Okay. Uh, so, follow-up question. How many uh, co- uh, ambassadors do you have? Um, let's, let's just say the U.S., you have about 80,000 employees, so how many ambassadors do you have in the U.S.? So we just launched the program about six months ago, and I think we are around 350 to 400 ambassadors. It is a application process, um, and new ambassadors get accepted um, once a quarter. Okay, so is there some questions that you ask them to kind of get to the point if they're passionate about wellness? So there is a there is an application process where we um, do ask them some questions um, and ask them to tell us why they're passionate about well being and the impact that well being has um, in their life. And then once they get accepted as an ambassador, there are some uh, things that we uh, ask them to accomplish on an annual basis that um, is is a minimum um, that allows them to kind of maintain their ambassador status, if you will. So, you know, we want to accept them into the program and then obviously we need them to do things. And so we do have a, a minimum of, of, of things that we need them to do, to do um, which isn't a terribly heavy lift, but that does get them involved and engaged. And um, we haven't really had a problem with engagement. Um, most of our, most of our ambassadors are really, really passionate about the topic. And so it's kind of fun to, to watch them go. Okay. So do you highlight like once a month, like ambassadors that have done really cool things on, on some kind of uh, platform? We do. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you have an example of some, something yeah. that was really pretty neat that one of them did recently that you could share or that it just kind of gets to the point of why the ambassador program is a big success? Um, I mean, I would, I would say that all of them, I think are doing pretty great things. We, you know, we highlight them getting together for fitness classes, for meditation sessions. Um, a lot of them are involved, um, in what we, we have, uh, local inclusion councils. Um, and so each one of our local offices has an inclusion council, um, which brings people together really based on, um, all facets of inclusion. And one of those facets, as I said before, is, is well-being. And so a lot of them get involved locally. Um, at their with their inclusion council on on the well-being team um, and help execute things in local offices like uh, well-being fairs um, like going like I said like going exercise classes together we do a lot of fun runs or runs that um, donate money to different charities um, you know doing doing different lunch and learns in their offices um, and then we also have team-based ones which are really powerful especially for our population of people that doesn't that don't go into the office regularly um, we you know we have people that are that are doing virtual virtual lunch and learn series and, and, you know, virtual chair yoga and, you know, they're creating virtual accountability partners when they're setting, you know, well-being goals as a team, uh, things like that. And so lots of really great examples. I wondered how you came to the conclusion to build things in-house and how, how that happened. Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so vitals, um, to, to my knowledge and the way that we use vitals, I don't know that there is a platform externally like that, that exists. Um, and for us, you know, we, we needed something that, um, communicates with existing systems within the Deloitte platform. And so, um, I think it was, you know, probably just easier because we have the capacity and or, or we have the capability um, and, and the, the types of teams and the types of expertise to build those things internally for us to to build it internally. I will say that I do think that there are um, many very viable um, technology platforms that are focused on health and well-being in in the marketplace. Um, it is a, a very crowded marketplace, and so I would say for anybody that is being at a technology platform um, to to really do your homework. I think there, but I do think there are a lot of viable companies and a lot of viable. Um, platforms out there. I think that if um, organizations have large and um, dispersed populations of people having a technology platform or a technology that supports and enables people's well-being is um, is a pretty important part of, of a well-being strategy, especially in today's world where, where there seems to be an app for everything. Um, the app that we built, which is called WorkWell, um, that we're actually just now getting ready to release, um, we did do a lot of external homework, um, and we looked at a lot of external um, platforms that exist, but I think one of my personal guiding principles for any app that we built was that um, we really wanted it to be specific to the culture and the well-being culture that we have at Deloitte. So we wanted it to actually be things that aren't um, necessarily already available externally on other platforms or other technologies that people can take advantage of. Not to say that there's anything wrong with those, but we wanted, because there's not at all, but for us, we, we wanted it to be very specific to our Deloitte population of people and our Deloitte culture. And again, um, it goes back to the fact that we have the 
we have the capabilities to, um, and the teams and the expertise to build those things internally. So for us, that just made more sense. But I do think there's a lot of great technology platforms out there. And I do think that it is a a really um, important part of any um, well-being strategy. Um, But I think, you know, the the thing with with technology platforms um, that I think is personal to me is, um, you know, we already spend too much time on our electronic devices. <laughs> and so I think the important part of any technology platform or any technology solution when it comes to well-being in particular is not necessarily solutions that give people reasons to be on their technology, but rather things, uh, technology solutions that um, that inform and that promote people to put down their technology devices and actually go take action when it comes to their well-being. And so I think that that's a really important thing to think think about when you're evaluating um, using any kind of technology solution. What What's the point of the solution? Why are you trying to do it? Um, I would say that I don't think it's the first thing that people should look at when building out a well-being strategy. I think it's really important to um, look at um, existing cultural norms um, and might be holding people back um, that exist in, in your corporate culture from taking care of themselves already um, and try to really start to address those and then then later on, look at how technology, a technology solution or technology platform can further enhance um, those cultural changes that you're trying to make. Well, I agree with you. So it should, it should build upon the foundation and not be the foundation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where we're potentially seeing some, some mistakes with organizations that are starting out technology platform and it just doesn't have this stickiness um, because the, the, the cultural elements haven't yet been addressed. Well, that sounds great. Uh, do you have like a particular pillars of your wellbeing program? Um, like a lot of people focus in today about uh, mental health, financial health. Yes, yeah, so we do. We do. Yeah. It's uh, so like I said before, it's empowered well-being. Um, it's a holistic approach. So it's body, mind, purpose. And then we do have a focus on financial well-being as well. So body is all areas of kind of your physical body, physical health, which includes um, nutrition, um, uh physical activity. So exercise movement throughout the day is something that we, we really focus on. So if you, you know, if you can't get exercise, really just what kind of movement can you get, get throughout the day? Um, and then rest and recovery, uh, which includes sleep, um, which is a personal passion of mine. I'm, I'm a pretty strong sleep advocate. I know you said you follow me on social media, so you're probably aware of the fact that I'm a pretty strong sleep advocate. Um, but I believe that the entire world at this point is, uh, sleep deprived and, and the world that we live in is, is kind of set up to make us sleep deprived. So it's something that we all need to be more intentional about. Um, mind, we do have a very strong focus on uh, mental health. So all aspects of mental and emotional health, as well as what goes in the mind pillar, things like creativity and playing to your strengths um, and doing things that challenge you and engage you. And the purpose is really, you know, why do you get out of bed in the morning? Why do you do what you do? What, why are you making the decisions that you're making um, in life and and really a North Star as to what do you say yes and no to and is what you're saying yes and no to 
um, getting you closer to your purpose or taking you further away. And then financial well-being is a really, uh, really important component, I think, of any um, holistic health and, and well-being program. I think it's something um, that we know from the research that um, and ca can cause an enormous amount of, of stress, um, can actually lead to mental health issues. Um, so it's something that I think all organizations should should uh, include in their in their well-being programs. A big question. I know that uh, Deloitte is a very fast-paced um, organization. People are expected to work very hard. Is there anything that was more difficult to implement within that culture that you really had to drive home? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I think, um, I'm trying to, was there anything was, was more difficult? I mean, I, as I said at the start, you know, I, 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 you know, our, our going in uh, premise and part of the foundational component of our well-being program is that well-being and, and high performance are not mutually exclusive. Um, and so I think, um, in some ways, um, I got really lucky because <laughs> I had uh, leadership and we still continue to have leadership that is uh, very, very understanding and very bought into this concept. And so um, I've had incredible support um, from leadership at, at all levels um, when, you know, when rolling out and implementing our well program. And it's something that our people have also spoken loud and clear about that it's something um, that they need and they want and they from our employer now and into the future. And I think, you know, as we move further into the future, of work um, and you know AI and robotics and things like that are um, you know are, are kind of working or, or co-working with humans. I think well-being is going to actually be become even more important. And and the reason I say that is because the things that make the human like creativity and empathy and complex problem solving and storytelling and story sharing um, those type of things actually require us to to be well and so um and, and in order to continue to have sustained high performance um we we must be taking care of ourselves especially in in the future of work and so you know i think um you know in terms of things that were difficult i wouldn't say it was difficult but i would say you know rolling out a program around mental health at work um you know, just, and, and like I said, I wouldn't say it was difficult. There was, there was a, a ton of support. I think just with the topic of mental health in general, um, there's an unfortunate stigma that's associated with, with it in society. Um, and it's also something that people are, are, um, very afraid to open up to their employer about. And so, um, you know, while we had incredible, and still do have incredible support from leadership and all around the firm. I think that it's um, the kind of thing where it, it just takes time um, and, you know, in, in getting people to really um, come to work as their authentic self to ask their employer for help if they're struggling with their mental health the same way they would if they had the flu or cancer or, or something else, um, you know, creating that safe space, that safe environment in corporate America, there's, there's still a lot of work to do. We're really proud about what we rolled out around mental health and our continued focus on mental health. But I would say in general, I think of all the topics really in the well-being space, um, 
mental health is, is the one that's the most challenging just because of, of the stigmas associated with it and, you know, the, the fear of, of, you know, what may happen to me um, if, if I'm, you know, open about struggling with a mental health condition. And so I think that one, um, there's still, like I said, I think there's just still a ton of work to do. And, and I'm really hopeful because I see a lot of companies um, in corporate America that are taking on this challenge. And I think that um, it's a challenge that can and should be led by corporate America to, to make the, the, those that are suffering um, from a mental health condition, which by the way is one in five adults. Um, so if it's not you or me, or, you know, it's, it's somebody, it's somebody that we know, it's someone we work with, it's someone we love. Um, and so it's really a topic that we all need to pay attention to, and we all really should do a better job, um, in kind of recognizing the signs and symptoms and supporting our colleagues and loved ones who, who may be suffering. So, but I would just say, you know, in general with all things well-being. You know, for us as an organization, well-being is a journey. For every individual, well-being is a journey. Um, there are certainly some things that we tried um, that didn't work out so well, and there's a lot of things that we tried that have gone incredibly well. And I think that's just the way that it goes uh, for any individual or any person um, when it comes to well-being. It, it's a journey, um, and you know, we just we have to kind of keep going and, and keep evolving and keep growing on on the journey. So the, the message in between the lines there is, is that any company that's doing a wellness program, keep on trying things and don't get, you know, if something doesn't work, don't assume the next thing don't work, but know your population first before you try something. Uh, is there any new, is there any new things that you've seen uh, in other companies or just being offered uh, in the well-being space that you're interested in implementing in the next year or two? Yeah, I mean, I think we're we're always kind of scanning the market for what's going on um, in in the market and what some of the leading offerings, some of the leading practices and benefits are. Uh, we are very proud of the benefits that we offer our people currently. But again, like I said previously, we're, you know, well-being is a, is an evolution, and we're ever evolving. One of the things that we're uh, going to be focusing more heavily on, we have been focusing on it, um, but something that we're going to be refocusing ourselves on is is workplace flexibility and predictability. And so um, getting back to, um, you know, really the, the, the integration of, of work and life um, and, you know, the ever-present technology in our life, which, you know, on, on the positive side allows us to really work from anywhere, um, not necessarily at any time, although it does, <laughs> um, but work from anywhere. So we're going to be kind of taking a, a real deep dive into uh, workplace flexibility practices and focusing on uh, work styles um, and work personas and the way that uh, people work and kind of the demands of, of their specific jobs, their specific roles, and really looking, you know, outside of, um, you know, we're in a client service business. So obviously we need to be where our clients need us to be and, and provide them with world-class service. That's what we're known for. But outside of that, really giving um, each individual um, the, the ability and opportunity to, uh, you know, to flex the way that they work. So, you know, wh when they work, how they work and, and where they work from outside of their uh, client service needs, that's something that we're going to be looking at over the next uh, 18 to 24 months to really build and implement a, a leading um, program around workplace flexibility that we're really excited about. 
Well, great. Uh, as always, you know, you guys, I've, I've known Deloitte is, is a company that was always on the forefront of things. Uh, one of the, you know, top fortune 50, 100 companies that always have been looking at their employees well-being. So I'm glad to learn about what you're doing today and maybe see a glimpse of what, where you're going in the next year or two. Um, it was great to talk to you, Jen, today, and I look forward to future conversations, and please keep in touch. That sounds great. I look forward to that. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Jen, for a great conversation around the wellness program at Deloitte and all that you guys have to offer to engage your employees. So again, thank you, Jen, for joining us for our podcast called Inspiring Healthy Workplaces.